You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. And welcome to the One of Us review of season two of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. I'm not going to give a long preamble because we got a whole season to talk about here. So I'm just going to say season two returns us to the prequel Star Trek to the original series following the crew of the USS Enterprise under Anson Mount's Captain Christopher Pike. We also have our number one, Una, Spock, Leon, Lieutenant Erica Ortega at the helm, Nurse Christine Chapel still in love with Spock. Over on comms, we got Ahura. We have war hero Dr. Mbenga, as well as some reoccurring appearances from Captain Patel, Carol Kane as the new chief engineer, and several appearances from one James T. Kirk. Joining me on this review, I have the ensign herself, uh, really has a, a bright future ahead of her, especially with her, her blazing pink hair. We have ensign Sarah Jane. <laughs> Hi, Captain. <laughs> And our chief security officer, uh, just the, the, the one we just hand all the weapons to, he knows what to do with them. We have... Gorn Doggett. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my, my number one, always happy to have him here with all his logic, we also have Commander Elliot. Kapla! <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you three for joining me on this. Again, I'm not going to do a big whole a preamble on this. I'm so excited to go back to this version of Star Trek and watch 10 new episodes. We got a classic character steals a ship and goes rogue. We got a classic trial episode. We got a time travel episode. An away mission that goes wrong episode. A funny Spock episode. A, a nice horror episode with Hohura. We have a Lower Decks crossover episode, which I'm sure will be a, a wide discussion for us. We got a Klingon Bastards episode. A musical episode, which... I'd be happy to talk about that for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, of course, ending the season with episode 10 with a classic cliffhanger. What did you three think of season two of Strange New Worlds? Well, it's no Oroville, but it'll, it'll, it hits I'd the spot. I should have set a clock to see how quickly Doggett <laughs> was going to bring up Oroville. Look, look, it's just a better show, but this is still a great show. I'm not going to take anything away from it. This is the last time I'll mention it. <laughs> last time I'll mention it. No, it's fine. If you, it, That's the thing. Because this is one of the numerous iterations of Star Trek, and Orville certainly is a an iteration of Star Trek as much as Galaxy Quest is, it's worth comparing this, because if you want to hear my anthem to this, I cannot believe how much better this is than Discovering Picard. Everything yeah. that's wrong with those two shows, this show does so right. Well, those aren't Star Trek shows, that's why. <laughs> Sarah, Elliot, where are you two land on, on this? I thought the season was even better than the first. This is the anti-sophomore slump, you know, the sophomore hit. They introduced more characters, Helia probably being the most prominent, who is probably now one of my favorite Star Trek characters, to be honest. I mean, she was just absolutely great this season. But they just swung for the fences more. You know, I am not a musical kind of person. 
Um, but the musical episode was absolutely fantastic. I am a big fan of Lower Decks, and they absolutely knocked it out of the park with the um, crossover. Crushed um, it. But they, you know, they also took time to just be Star Trek Strange New Worlds. You know, the show has its own identity, and it's really... I think this season really, really building that identity and doing it in such a fun, cool, clever way. I mean, you talk about this being so much better than Discovery and Picard. It, it really is, and I was really skeptical about this show when it was first announced i was you know mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. these are characters that we we know what happens to them but yeah the, the writers really i mean a there's a lot of new characters that, that we don't already know about but they um really keep you on your toes with a lot of what's going on even with spock and pike and by the way i think ethan peck ugh, this is kind of sacrilege but i think he's almost starting to give nimoy a run for his money uh, <laughs> he is just that fantastic as spock to me um, I didn't think the second a season was as good as the first, but it, uh, only by just a little bit. I, I still like season one better, but I really thought, as Elliot said, that it avoided the sophomore slump. There were a few episodes in the middle that I didn't especially love, but I was excited for when this show was first announced. And then just from episode one, season one... I was hooked because this is the Star Trek that I love. A throwback to the original series. It was all, you know, just like single episode. I mean, there's always an overarching Mm -hmm. threat or story, but it was just contained and it was fun. And uh, everyone is great. I do love Ethan Peck uh, as Spock. Like, I'm literally in love with him. Every time he's on the screen, I'm just like, he's so dreamy. You know, so. I I, I do know. My sexual orientation now is the cast of this show. Everyone (laughs) on this show is just. They are the hottest cast on television right now. No, it's like, it's it's pretty easy to see how this is better than Discovery. Like, I can't name you any of the characters from Discovery. Not even the main characters. Not even, not even Spock's sister. I forgot her name. But I'm watching this show. I was like, man, I even love Ortega's and her, like. Man, she had that T-Mobile store haircut, and she thought, no, I'm meant for better and bigger things. Time for space exploration. <laughs> You're not wrong. Every Everyone on here is turning very memorable performances. It's so clear that the people creating this show, from the writers to the, 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 the set designers to this cast, they love what they're doing here. And it is coming through in every episode of the show. And I'll agree with you, Sarah. There are a couple episodes that are, eh, they're fine. They're, they're good episodes. They're good Star Trek episodes. But I'm with Elliot. This second season went beyond what the first season had already done. And the first season is fantastic. There's mm-hmm. every episode of this show, of this season, choked me up in one way or another. Either I was touched by some character development or I was smiling so hard I had tears in my eyes for just how perfectly Star Trek this show is. I'm, I'm very clearly geeking out fanboy on this whole thing. No, it's, it's warranted. Like, this show is so good. I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to watch Season Zero, otherwise known as Discovery Season 2. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel that same threat to my own uh, love of this show. Like, I, I might have to go back. <laughs> I bowed out on Discovery. My husband was watching it, and I'm like, it's, it's just, yeah. So I yeah. kind of gave up. And I didn't really watch, I don't think... I gave up on Picard, like, in the middle of season two, mm-hmm. and then my husband kept watching it, and then when season three came on, I was like, well, all right, they've got the next-gen cast, so I'll give it a try. And that season three was pretty great, and I did enjoy it a lot, so at least Correct. it went out 
or I, I don't know if they're making more, but it went out on a on a good note. It did. Oh, I'm so glad it got good by season three. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> it was it was just like super dry, and this is why I like Strange New Worlds because it's more like original Trek, and mm-hmm. you know that's my favorite. So it reminds you they're scientists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, with, and mil- and in like an organized military as well. Like, that, but that's that's splitting hairs about what the other shows are. Yeah, doing. but then you, with- you see the difference when you see the United Earth military. <laughs> you know, I, I heard someone a while ago talk about classic Trek as competency porn, kind of, <laughs> and I think that that is something that Discovery forgets and this show remembers, while still having a lot of room for flawed characters and yada, yada, yada. Yes. Yeah, I mean, this show has a lot of classic characters in it that we already know a lot about. This season, we got a lot of James Kirk, but we also got a lot of his brother, who I'm kind of enjoying more. Sam. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, the actor is... I mean, both actors are doing great, but I think um, uh, it's it's Sam Kirk is the character's name. Oh, his um, asshole brother? given a little bit more to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> who looks like... Um, um, he looks like Sam Rockwell from Gas. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for your saying my reference. That may be on purpose. Maybe. Not, not, a lot of, so. not, not a lot of mustaches in space, so it's very unique. No. <laughs> it's true. What this show does so well, and, and this is this is something that a lot of shows do wrong, not just Star Trek, it balances this ensemble remarkably well. Yeah. Like, every episode has a central character, and, and even though they may not be uh, pivotal to the plot of the episode, they come back to be the POV. Uh, the best example of that is the horror episode where everyone starts losing their memories. Erica gives the opening log monologue that basically sets the sets the episode up like a, a helmsman's log. She's not very intricate in the plot of the episode, but it does come back around to her being the most pivotal character in the episode. And that's just—it's just nice to see such a balanced cast and and moving the spotlight around. The captain doesn't have to be the central character every single time, and I just genuinely appreciate about that about this show. And like a true, like a true good science fiction, it does make you wonder: Is this right? Is this okay? Like, should we should we try somebody for being born different than us, or should mm-hmm. should we be mad at somebody for being extremely human when they see a former war enemy? Yeah, yeah. That, and that's that's what the best of Star Trek does and the best of science fiction does is make us question ourselves. And it never feels bash you over the head heavy-handed. When they get into, like, the trial episode for Una or the the war crimes episode that Dr. Mbenga is dealing with his trauma and whatnot, it's this great character exploration. And, and you're right, Elliot, we do know these characters. We know Spock, we know Pike, we know Chapel. We, if you've been following Trek forever, then there's several characters, even tertiarily, that Ooh. you sort of know where they're going to go, and yet they're finding really incredible ways to explore their journeys to that point. Oh wow, I'm the outlier. Like the first Star Trek, this first Star Trek show I watched was um, I'm not going to say Orville again. Uh, the first Star Trek, <laughs> the, the first Star Trek show I ever watched was Discovery. When I had to review season three, I binged that entire show, and I said never again. <laughs> then Lower Decks came out. I was like, okay, I'll watch this. Well, let's talk about that Lower Decks episode. Uh, Jonathan Frakes directed it, so awesome to have Riker in there. They are so lucky the actors look like the characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not like Archer where, like, H. John Benjamin come out in a suit. <laughs> what happened, Archer? I don't want to talk about it. No, uh, so, yeah, we get the cartoon introduction, Lower Decks. They go through a science portal like you do, and out pops the live-action versions of 
one of the characters to start. And there are so many great that my the joke I have been repeating since is every time I sit down in a chair, I kick my leg out and go Riker. <laughs> or every time Boimler just accidentally like reveals like not nothing important to them, but like very important future information. <laughs> Oh, and how he freaks out when he sees Spock smile, which even I felt the same way every time he smiles. Like, yeah. oh. I will be honest, I wasn't feeling well when we were watching that episode. And because I haven't watched Lower Decks yet, I fell asleep. And so I didn't finish it. I'm sorry. Oh, oh. Jack quit spinning Sarah! I'm being honest. Stop that. Don't be honest in the show. (laughs) I I should have went back and finished it, but I didn't. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, Does anyone have a a favorite episode of the season? If it's the Lower Decks episode, that's fine. I'm I'm just curious. Um, That musical episode stomped the Flash's musical episode to the fucking ground and then poured salt on it. (laughs) (laughs) It might be the best musical episode of television. I haven't seen that. that, I I haven't seen the Buffy one, but it's, it's, you know, yeah, it's... uh, certainly better than any of the ones I can think of that I grew up with. I, I think Scrubs had one that was pretty good, but yeah, this is, it, it was great. Um, absolutely fantastic. I hope they released that as like an album. They did, they did. The issue good. with musical episodes on TV is they often feel cheap, or not. everybody can usually sing, it's just they're not directed to sing well. Again, the, the mm-hmm. Flash musical episode. It's it's hard to engage people sometimes. Like when you tell people to watch a musical, like you know, they die a little bit inside. Yeah, <laughs> and they they crack the code. Like they gave us a reason. Everybody, like when Spock sings, is like, oh my god. When Spock like asks his girlfriend like what's wrong, and she sings to him, was the most heartbreaking upbeat song I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, that the musical episode was my favorite as well of the season. I thought it was great. Uh, the songs were really great. My husband also loved the hell out of that episode, and he's watched it again, and all of the songs are on YouTube, like, separately. And so he watched the... Oh, gosh, I forgot her name. Um, Nurse Chapel. Uh, oh, no, not, not Nurse Chapel. Lan. Uh, La- yeah, her song, It was. he just watches that over and over. I mean, it's just perfect. And... Th- that's just it. The songs are really great. Whoever wrote those, because we thought maybe some of them kind of were like Hamilton-esque. And so he, we thought maybe Lin-Manuel Miranda had something to do with it. But I haven't seen any evidence to that. But. If anyone's familiar with the band Letters to Cleo, they're a 90s band. Oh, yeah. yeah they, it was the duo of that band. Tom Hoyles, I think is his name, and Kay Hanley are the two that oh. Yeah, so there's there's that, a pop, that makes sense. Yeah, there's a pop energy to it. The songs they're they are bangers and they're produced well, they're sang well. They they don't have that cheapness that can come with the gimmick of musical episodes. They they went for it on it. I don't want to spoil anything about that episode, but there is a, an alien race that shows up. Uh, <laughs> that is just a, an amazing capper. And it's yeah, just, it's worth it just for that. Like true, true to the musical roots, uh, really quick hip hop beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, when Spock when Spock was about, was with a horror and he started singing, I tried so hard and got so far, Zach. but in the end, it doesn't even matter. It's like, oh Spock, Spock. <laughs> well, we're we're sitting here. We've we talked about the musical episode, the Lord Dex episode. We also get uh, a Spock accidentally turned human episode. There's some High genuinely, <laughs> genuinely funny, funny moments in this season. However, on the other side of the coin, 
we get a look at some real trauma with the Klingon war with Dr. Mbenga and Nurse Chapel. You don't want to fuck with Mbenga because he will literally kill you. I love him so much. I, I love the whole cast, but anytime he's on screen, I'm like, all right, show me what you're going to do. I, he's a great actor. <laughs> when Mbenga was looking at Pike, like, you forget, I was a soldier. I've killed people. You were a doctor. I've had bad days. <laughs> So, something that, uh, that sets the standard of all Trek, every show, every version that they've gone to, it comes down to that cap- the captain. Like, who is... We start with Kirk. Picard was so different from Kirk. Cisco and Janeway, Archer, uh, Michael from, uh, from Discovery. Captain Pike, they've found a uniqueness in him as a captain as well, that he doesn't feel like a derivative young Kirk, and he doesn't feel like the other captains. And he did something in episode two, in the trial episode, that I can't think of any other captain doing this. When all is said and done, and and I won't go into detail of how it all works out, essentially, but he walks up to Una, and he just hugs her. He's just so relieved that his number one is back, and and he hugs her. And And that vulnerability, I don't think we've seen in that way with any of the other characters, at least not with their subordinates. Uh... And, I, and I've, I, that was such a touching moment to, to, to see that and go, that feels unique. That's cool. He does have a really good connection uh, with his crew. And I feel like in the other ones, it doesn't feel like he, he seems to have a, a more of a connection and is more protective of them and feels like they're more like family than like, I like Picard and I think he had respect for everyone, but I don't think. He didn't cook for them. <laughs> right, exactly. So, and I really love Anson Mount, and uh, I gotta say, he's got the best hair, like best on, hair on, on television. Yep. It's amazing in the yeah. galaxy. My God, that man! <laughs> he's got the best hair in Star oh Trek. Oh my God! Every time Boimler struck his ego, and he's like, oh, "Well, I can't hit you that much." <laughs> no, that's that connection he has with, and he even says it in the final episode of the season. It's family. That this is more yeah. than just his crew, but there's a narrative reason behind that because. The, the the through line, especially with Pike, he knows his destiny, and he knows there's no fighting it. So he knows time is fleeting, and he is finding reasons to truly appreciate all the people around him and the time he has. And that's a really unique quality in the leader of a ship in a Star Trek mm-hmm. show. And the universe keeps punishing him by showing him his replacement. <laughs> <laughs> why are you on my ship again? Yeah. And why do you smell like sex? <laughs> Well, we got two romances, speaking of sex on this. We have the Nurse Chapel and Spock romance, and we also have a, a crush developing between Lon and Kirk. I, I Sometimes romance is juggled pretty terribly in Star Trek, where it's usually like uh, one and done, wham, bam, thank you, Captain. But uh, occasionally they do have these ongoing romances, like Worf and Deanna Troy, or Riker and Troy would have been the more appropriate one to say. <laughs> Uh, or uh, Odo. Jordy the computer. Jordy so, the uh, I'm, I'm not a Star Trek fan. Is Kirk impregnating somebody canon? Yes. Yes, that is. Okay. Just be clear. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I, I like what they're doing with the, again, the exploration of characters and relationships in this show. Uh, and I wouldn't blame anyone if they told me one of these was their favorite character. Like, Sarah, you said Dr. Mbenga is your favorite character. 
yeah, why why could why wouldn't he be? But uh, Elliot Doggett, do you have a character that stands out to you as your favorite, particularly from this season? I, I really like what they've done with Chapel, especially as uh, one of the characters that they're bringing back from the original series, but you know did mm-hmm. not have that much lore to them. I really like how they're expanding her into this universe and weaving her in with the other characters. And the actress, whose name is Jess Bush, is just doing a phenomenal job. So I would say her character is probably mm-hmm. my favorite. Yeah, her and Spock's relationship is explored so beautifully through this season. Daggett, how about you? Well, I really love Spock. I really love Uhura. I love Pike. I think probably my favorite character is the scariest character to like, which is Ortega's. Because I'm like, I don't know if you live. I don't. Yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure Zulu sits in your seat in the future. So, um, yeah. I'm pretty scared. I hope you transfer. <laughs> My favorite character is is Lan. Lan Union Singh. She's the d- descendant of Khan himself. And th- there's a time travel episode involving her that I thought, uh, okay, what are they going to do here? I-, I was ready for it to not be good. And it was so good. It's, it's, it's over an hour, so it's practically verging itself into movie territory in its length. And... Damn, she she was my least favorite character in season one. I still liked her, but that episode alone just turned me around. I just what a what an excellent another doomed character. If you look at Pike and the doom coming for him, she's carrying a very dark mark over her. And uh, I'm just I just wonder what they're gonna do over the next couple seasons with her. Well, that that episode's really good because they also team team her up with like a uh, a very important character to this mythos that mm-hmm. I personally feel no connection to, but I can see why everybody does, <laughs> especially after this episode where it's like he does not give a shit about her or this mission or whatever she's doing until she mentions his brother and he's like he's alive in your world? Yeah. Yeah. And he's not even that cool of a guy. He's like, Sam's alive? For, for me personally, he's like, oh, Sam's alive in your world? Hmm, maybe we should keep this alternate reality. <laughs> Does he have a mustache? Okay. I did really love that episode, too. That's probably my second favorite episode. This show, specifically these two seasons, and even more so this season, I am now at the point where I'm trying to get non-Trek people to watch this show. That's, that's where I'm at. I've enjoyed this so much, and I know I'm coming from a place where this is so dear to my heart, but I, I just really feel like these episodes are so well-crafted that it, they're just damn good television. And I feel like if you're ever going to try to convince someone to watch Star Trek, get them to watch the Orville. But if yes. you want to get them to watch something else... No, you, you have them watch Orville. They get through those three seasons. They're like, is there anything more? He's like, no, I'm sorry. It's probably gone forever. Do you know what's currently playing? <laughs> I think Strange New Worlds is just this wonderful, joyful show. There's no, there's not an ounce of cynicism in this. I can't recommend it enough. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw my rating out there. Surprise, surprise! I've geeked all over this thing. I'm giving it a ten out of ten. Ten out of ten stolen artifacts that were put in a bunker in Vermont. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, why don't you go next for us? Um. Well, I. What can you say? It's a great show. I love it. Next to the original series, that's my favorite. I really do love Deep Space Nine, though. That's, like, Mm -hmm. my second favorite. I love Sisko. I think he's actually my favorite captain. Yes, I said it. But (laughs) (laughs) I I do love this show. It's, like, I loved it from the start. It's just great. Everyone is great in it. Like I said, it's the hottest cast on television, uh, I just want them all to like make out with each other. I don't care, you know. 
that I just want that episode, you know. Uh, so I'm gonna give it nine out of ten times that uh, I just stare dreamily at Ethan Peck as Spock because he's just he's. He's just great. And he looks like his grandpa, which is Gregory Peck. And mm-hmm. so oh. every time I see him, I'm like, wow, he really does look like him. So anyway, yes, if you listen to this, Ethan, you're hot and I love you. <laughs> yes, sign me up for the Everyone Makes Out episode. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> right? all about it. Yes. I mean, everyone is just beautiful. <laughs> and to the people who were complaining, I know you chuds, you hated the musical episode. You hate all of it, but you think Nurse Chapel is hot. Uhura is smoking hot. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yes, yes. It, uh, she's so beautiful. Anyway, mm-hmm. sorry. <laughs> I digress. Uh, Elliot. Yeah, I'm pretty much right there with you. I think this is basically a home run. This is a, a fantastic show. TC, I think you're right. I think this is this is like a show to get people into Star Trek, which is is weird to say in the modern era, but I don't think you need really any knowledge of Star Trek um, to appreciate this. It is just a wonderful collection of stories and a a really amazing cast of characters. Yeah, I I, I cannot wait for the next season. Sign me up for that full make-out episode, too. (laughs) And, and hey, let's get another um, um, Lower Decks crossover and, and Maybe even like draw in DS9 people into that somehow. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, like, like go deeper, even mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like the next season is just going to go even more, and, and I'm I'm excited. I'm going to give this a nine out of ten species swaps. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, Daggett, what do you got? Who? Let me let me center myself so I don't make this comparison anymore. <laughs> but this is a really good show. Great characters. Great plots. So many great one-off episodes. You can just show people like individual episodes of the show, and you might get them hooked on it immediately. Now everybody's hot. I'll admit it right now. Everybody in the show's hot. Everybody's got great hair. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> so, though I will, I'm gonna have to knock it a little bit um, for the audacity of ending on a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. I know, um, right? On, on just under regular circumstances, you're a streamer show, and you're ending on a cliffhanger. It's like. Okay, you're already like rolling the dice, and then like there's a, there's a writer's strike, and also California's being hit by a hurricane. Like they're about to get two inches of rain, so that's like an apocalyptic level event for them. So it's like, oh, I I sure do hope I get a third season of the yeah, show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but other, besides that, it's still great. You should still watch it. So on that, I have to give it eight out of ten times. I looked at a horror and said, I said, goddamn. I said, goddamn. <laughs> 